The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Our shapeshifter this evening is Dion Geyser, the CEO of Liquid Intelligent Technologies. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, Dion. I hope you're well. I am, thank you. How are you doing? Fantastic. Cannot complain. Am I saying it correctly? Is is it Geyser? I mean, I had an argument a little bit earlier on, uh, just with regards to... Yeah, and surely it can't on. be Geyser. So it is Geyser. Okay, great stuff. So congratulations, number one, I suppose, on number one, being called or being put forward as CEO at Liquid Telecom. Um, it, it must have been something you, you looked at and thought to yourself, yes, I can do the job, but it's certainly not going to be an easy one, considering especially uh, where the telecoms market is in South Africa. Yeah, I think what uh, what really intrigued me about the role is, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, key aspects of the business that we have as uh, as liquid intelligent technologies. You know, uh, maybe a bit of a background, right? Um, you know, liquid telecoms, uh, as you've just called it, has got a long history in South Africa. You know, it came actually from the background of uh, being part of Transtel, which became Neotel or the second net national operator. Um, and, you know, in 2017, Liquid Group actually acquired Neotel. Uh, and since then, we've rebranded to, to Liquid Telecoms in 2017. Now, if you follow the recent journey uh, and part of my arrival as, as CEO in, in the business at the start of this year is being driven around the fact that, you know, as Liquid, we've taken a large transformation step to pivot from Liquid Telecoms into Liquid Intelligent Technologies. And that's what really excited me about the opportunity to join the team. Not only do we have a, a great aspirational, you know, executive group leadership team, you know, we operate uh, companies across uh, 15 countries uh, across the continent. But, you know, as a group and specifically in South Africa, we've got a phenomenal asset base, you know, and, you know, my 20 years in the ICT industry has led me to to really understand that, you know, underlying assets is really what what drives value for for the future generation of our ICT companies. And if we have the ability to add on top of that related services that we as Liquid Intelligent Technologies are looking at offering in the market around cloud services, cybersecurity, managed services, you know, it provides a fantastic opportunity for us, you know, to leapfrog into future technologies. And that's what really excited me about the role. You know, I like uh, I like the opportunities of taking a company from A to B and, uh, you know, transforming what we have inside of that to yeah. where the market needs to be. And and as you said, it's also, it's also going to then be about what it is exactly as 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 a product that you offer that is entirely different from your competitors do you think the market itself is getting oversaturated at some point or is there still enough growth enough room to kind of move things along and and uh, and uh, and change even how people see certain telecoms uh, entities i think it's a very relevant question right because if you look at the traditional telco businesses, um, and, and maybe for some understanding, uh, again, to our business uh, today as liquid intelligent technologies. You know, we actually took a step a couple of years back to start investing into cloud services, data center infrastructure, um, on top of the network assets of fiber um, and related assets, you know, in the country. Uh, and what was quite clear at the start of the pandemic last year is that you know, the demand for cloud services uh, increased significantly, you know, and, and with that, of course, the related uh, cybersecurity threats uh, that increased globally. Um, you know, and as a group executive team, the decision was taken to fast track uh, liquid telecoms transition into liquid intelligent technologies with the aim of really doubling down on investments into cloud services and cybersecurity and 
related services around that. Now, to your point around growth, now if, if you look at the recent uh, market data, if you look at traditional telecoms uh, connectivity services, you know, you're looking at growth rates of, you know, three to six percent uh, compound annual growth rates. While if you look at cloud services, you know, the estimates from BMI is showing growth rates over the next five years of uh, in excess of 15 percent uh, compound annual growth rates. Similarly to, to cybersecurity, right? Uh, cybersecurity growth rates over the next five years is estimated to be in excess of 12% across the market. So I, I guess the key question around that is, is how can we as a traditional telco player really position ourselves very quickly around the strengths of what we have and taking advantage of these growth pockets in our industry? And I do believe that with the transition and the transformations we've been driving in the business that we are very well placed uh, to see those opportunities. Yeah, in seizing some of these opportunities, you kind of have to know what the market looks like and you continue to release uh, the, you know, some research as well regarding your cybersecurity threats as right. well in Africa. And, and, and I want to just touch on that very quickly as well before we go back uh, a little bit to, to plans uh, f- that you have for the entity. Are things getting a little bit too intricate when it comes to that cyberspace that you know one regulation doesn't catch up to uh, that um, you know the the general software companies and the telecoms companies are, are, are struggling to maybe catch up i think it's a, you know i think it's a very relevant question you know um, my personal assessment on, on our market situation is is that we're finding ourselves with you know, if you look at the last 20 years of company valuations, right, um, if you look at the different players, if you take, for example, telco players, traditional telco players providing connectivity, and you also add to that traditional software companies, and then you add on top of that the recent view of cloud services and the hyperscalers, as we would call them, for example, Facebook, Google, you know, Amazon, uh, the, you know, the new growing tech companies. If you look at the... You know, top four out of the top five global value companies, four of the five of them are these tech giants, you know, and these guys are pouring billions of dollars into R&D and they're doing it cloud-based, which means it's very easily accessible for companies uh, nowadays to get access to the related cloud services. So I do believe that we had a pivoting point in the industry where, you know, the software players traditionally potentially can get marginalized because it's very easy to actually get hold of these cloud services and to, to be honest with you, to integrate that back into your business. You know, t- traditional software has been uh, quite cumbersome in terms of being able to deploy those services, integrate them, integrate that into your environment mm. and sometimes very bespoke solutions, which means that if you want to add new services to it, it becomes very complex to deliver. While if you look at the promise of cloud services, you look at the very quick, fast integration uh, once you have a base application uh, of cloud services installed. And of course, if you really look at proper cloud services like the likes of Amazon, uh, Google, and, and Microsoft, the likes of what they're offering you, it's really actually very easy to scale that. And of course, that comes with the promise of you know very good reliability. You know, they invest into the hardware infrastructure, they invest into resilience into their network. 
you know, and, and, and if, if one starts to then start adopting these technologies, it actually completely changes the way that you view your ICT investments. Yeah. And that yeah. is what excites me about the opportunity that we have as liquid intelligent technologies, because, you know, from the study that you've referred to, right, uh, we see, a, you know, a 96% increase in cloud services adoptions in, in the three key markets that we surveyed between South Africa, Kenya and, and Zimbabwe. And we on purpose selected those three markets because we have huge presence in those markets. We're a very key player in those markets. And that gave us a real good sentiment recently of, of what the industry is saying about uh, cloud services adoption. Um, and, you know, maybe to, to the point as well, when I joined at the start of the year, you know, I've asked my team to, uh, you know, get me 100 customer meetings. So I've, I've literally met uh, 100 top customers. Um, and sure. as part of that dialogue, it's great. It was great for me to also get direct feedback from our customers about how they see their own journey in adopting into a cloud services strategy. And, and what is quite clear from all of them is, you know, cloud is becoming at the heart of their thinking of uh, of their future ICT strategy. Mm. And that is why I also know that our strategy is spot on, you know, because while people started with a piece of the puzzle, you know, they will more and more start looking at utilizing cloud services for various applications um, and start to think about and integrate the business benefits that that will become. Yeah. Um, and of course, that opens in the other theme of, of cybersecurity, uh, which, of course. which of course is a very interesting challenge. I mean, if you just look at the recent press of, you know, how many public listed companies in South Africa have been hit with cybersecurity related mm, issues. Mm, I, even SOEs, right? We can go all the way to the ends of trucks, which have certainly been hit too. Exactly. Uh, very quickly though, on your side, Mr. Heiser, you have, the re- repositioning, right, that you've, you've noted and spoken about as well at length, uh, even just today. Yes. Do you find that that's going to be something difficult? And I, and I say because in this market, it, one needs to, I suppose, bang the drum consistently in order for people to kind of get the message most times and to reposition as liquid intelligent technologies and not knowing exactly perhaps what is offered on that basis is going to be a huge educational phase not just for investors but certainly for consumers too um how do you plan on on doing that that rollout and how long do you think it takes before the 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 take up and the catch uh sort of uh, uh latches on I think very, very good questions. Um, maybe if I can give you a couple of, uh, you know, key pieces in, in, in our thinking and in my own thinking. You know, what for me is, is a key pillar that, you know, uh, I don't want to say is guaranteeing our success, but for sure is guaranteeing our growth is that if you look at our, our cloud business as an example, you know, our cloud business grew 4x last year. Um, and it's because of the fact that we invested Pre-COVID times, you know, we we were an early adopter to actually consider the strategic relationships with the larger hyperscalers uh, in bringing their technologies not only into South Africa but also with our data center assets that we have across uh, South Africa and across the continent. You know, we have three very large data centers through our sister company, Africa Data Centers in in, in the continent. Um, you know, in South Africa, we've got three. In Kenya, we've got two. And we have major expansions planned around that. But what was quite clear for us is that our multinational ability from a business, we could see the trend coming and we took an early adopter view of investing heavily with our partners into, into building the base for cloud services. And what was quite clear through the pandemic is that, you know, this 4X plus growth uh, really have put that business of us, uh, I almost want to say on the cards for exponential growth. And we could learn a lot from that. Um, 
Now, what we had to do in order to really transition from liquid telecoms to liquid intelligent technologies is not only a rebrand and new logo, which, which, which I quite like. It has actually been to really look at our operating model and our capability in, in, in the company. So from the middle of last year, we actually went through quite a tough transition of doing a proper skill analysis of our team. And unfortunately, we had to take out some of the people that did not fit our, our future skill. Um, and since the start of this year, we actually went on quite a large hiring spree for bringing in, you know, industry experts across the industry from, you know, a number of larger system integrations, integrated companies like, for example, Head of Our Cloud Services in South Africa. He's an ex-IBM colleague, um, you know, uh, someone that's a uh, lady that's running my customer experience program. It's, it's an ex-Altron uh, colleague. You know, we've uh, we've really gone into to the market to find the best skill that will help us to think more like a system integrator than actually a telco. Yeah, sure. And we have to take that tough decision, um, which, you know, in the first, uh, in the short term, is always a tough decision to take a very deep view on where you want to be. Mm. But in the long term, in the medium and long term, it generates value. Yeah. And, and therefore, if you look at, for example, at our executive team layer, our senior management layer, we, we've had to take, you know, a very deep view around how do we drive this transformation and, we pretty much put in certain key areas a new leadership team and new leadership capabilities, and we've hired an ex- you know, uh, ex- extreme uh, skill. If I take our head of cybersecurity that recently joined the team, yeah, you know, yeah. he's probably one of the top five guys in the country when it comes to cybersecurity. Sure. Well, look, um, I, I want to I want to know, actually and, unpack and, that leadership segment just a little bit more sure. uh, in a moment or two. Uh, we just need to uh, head off just a little bit now, but we're going to continue this uh, conversation. Of course, we are having our shapeshifter conversation. Dian Heiseridi is the CEO of what was formerly known as Liquid Telecom, but now repositioning as Liquid Intelligent Technologies. Back with this conversation right after this. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. A few more minutes till the top of the hour. We're still joined by Dion Heiser, who is the CEO of Liquid Intelligent Technologies. Uh, as we talk shapeshifters this evening, formerly Liquid Telecom is the entity. Dion, before the break, we were talking about leadership and just how that is going to help you shape the business a little bit better and head in the right direction. You can have a vision all you want, but if you don't have the right people in place to help you execute it, you're basically rowing up a stream and, uh, you know, pretty much without a pedal. I uh, I pretty subscribe to that, and um, you know what uh, what's been key for us in our journey to to pivoting has actually been been the principle of having the right people, and being able to put the right operating model on top of that. You know, uh, to transform a company, as you as you know, probably uh, it's not as easy as just clicking your fingers and we're going to be go from A to B. It, it literally is a journey. So what we've had to do from, from the, from the outside of the journey is, you know, outside of a transformation of assessing skills, uh, changing people has been to put our customers at the heart of our business. Number two has been to really take a tough look at our operating capability and where we would like to be and drive a sharp increase in our operational uh, efficiency as well as our operational excellence. And, and thirdly is to deal with culture in our business. You know, uh, traditional telcos don't always have the mindset of putting customers at the heart of their business. Um, it's not driven around, you know, 
uh, being able to listen to one unique customer's needs. And, and it's been really one of the key aspects of what we're trying to drive in our business is being able to, you know, have dialogues with our, with our leading customers and really take to heart what they're asking us to do and to deliver and to be able to very quick, uh, to be able to deliver on that very quickly. Um, and that, of course, needs that right culture framework. So we've been spending a lot of time on those three aspects the last several months outside of, you know, just the, the basic of operations. Um, but so far, to be honest with you, the, the fruit is there. You know, we're starting to see the first signs of that. You know, our customers are responding extremely well to our new brand and our repositioning. Um, they're telling us that we at the sweet spot of where they want to go to themselves. We have some really interesting orders that have come into the business recently, which customers are saying, but hey, I've been a traditional partner of yours in, mm. in pure connectivity, but I will trust you with, with, a, with a bigger part of, of my spend and I will trust you for the transformation journey that, that I'm going to go into. Um, so it's really good to see how the market is actually reacting based on, uh, on, on our repositioning and the capability that, that we built. Yeah. And- it's also going to then require you to perhaps spend a little bit more when it comes to things like infrastructure, right? And, and, uh, and create the kind of network you, you probably need. How, how significant would the, uh, the release of Spectrum also be for, for yourselves as a business? Uh, would that be helpful to your cause? Look, I think we, if I can answer that question, maybe firstly is that, you know, as, as liquid intelligent technologies, we've invested heavily the last, number of years and as I mentioned to you our data center expansion through our sister company ABC uh, we've just at the start of the year finished a mega fiber bolt between uh, Cape Town to Durban which we call NLD 5 and 6 um, you know unlocking these tier 2 coastal towns to get proper access to fiber which we believe will be a game changer in terms of infrastructure development uh, in these tier 2 towns uh, you know that's 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 on the coast um, but, but I mean, going forward to your point, you know, our investment focus very much is around how do we expand, expand our network where, where we need it to be. But adding on top of that, you know, not only the skill capability and the people capability, but for example, around cybersecurity, you know, what are the products and services and solutioning that, that we require in order to fulfill our customer asks and our customer demands? Um, you know, we, we do see that there is, you know, more and more a need that, uh, you know, we will be investing more into tech and the related capabilities, you know, at, at the same time, while we are transforming our customers' uh, networks and our customer businesses, we are doing the same internally in our business. So we're taking increased investment in, in our view around, you know, how do we actually prepare ourselves in our own business to automate more, uh, you know, invest more into AI, you know, into uh, analytics and related technologies. You know, we have to eat our own lunch that, that we sell as well. And, and that's what I think really helps us and sets us apart, uh, you know, from, from other players with the ability that we are eating our own lunch. We are building the, those technologies ourselves and we're selling them onto the market. Um, and I don't think that that will change. I think that will actually just increase in, in the coming years. It's, and then to relate that back to the spectrum piece, mm-hmm. you know, I think as, as liquid intelligent technology, you know, we have a very juicy set of 5G spectrum. Um, and we do see a rise with, you know, the 4IR theme in, in, in the country. Um, you know, we have the ability to offer 5G related services sure. that actually talks to the, the required uh, applications needed for, for the future of, of our industry. Yeah. But having said that, you know, I've been very vocal around it that we are very pro the uh, spectrum auction. You know, spectrum in this country have yeah. been locked up for far too long. 
Um, and as, you know, a large player in both fiber as well as wireless assets, you know, we do believe that it's good for the country to get that, that spectrum actually released. 100%. And we're hopeful that the work that the regulator as well as the ministry is doing and the, the new minister itself is doing um, will actually be able to support us to get that released very quickly. Yeah. So we, we're the hopeful f- that that will get, uh, that impasse will get resolved soon. The sooner the better is definitely one way to put it. Absolutely. Dion, thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Thank you. Really, really appreciate the time this evening having joined us uh, to be our shapeshifter guest. Dion Reza, the CEO of Liquid Intelligent Technologies, LIT. Clearly, it's going to get as the younger ones say, lit in your business over the next couple of years. And all the best to you, Dion. So really, really appreciate it uh, as well then this evening.